0: Hey, it's House of Decline, and to get more House of Decline, go to Patreon.com slash House of Decline. That's H-A-U-S of Decline, because we're funny like that. We're weird guys, that's why you want to give us money. So Patreon.com slash House of Decline, for as little as $3 a month, you get 30 extra comics a month. That's crazy. That's an insane amount of comics. No sane person would give you that amount of comics. But, you know, we're doing it because here we are, we are not gripped by the recesses of sanity. No, we are uh, forever uh, steeped in the line between what is real and what isn't. Yeah, we got you know? other
1: things that grip...
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we got we got uh, penis gripping power. We our, have prehensile penises. I was gonna say our butts, our, our butts have. Oh grip. yeah, we uh, gripping power with the butts. That yeah. that's a pretty funny image to clamshell
1: something with your butt. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I do, do the old clamshell with I, your buttocks. Yeah, I do it like this with the soap. You know, in the in mm-hmm. the shower, I because it's like I need both my hands to do the scrubbing. I go scrub a dub dub. And yeah. I need something to hold the soap. I don't have any kind of soap holder in the shower, so I clamshell yeah. it. So you clamshell your yeah.
0: buttocks, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's always been my dream that you know the problem with sand is you know you get a bit of sand in your asshole. You want to get it out there, but if you leave it in there, it's like an oyster. It's like it's like a it's like a bivalve, you know. It'll get, uh, it'll accumulate various metals and debris and it'll become a, a shit pearl eventually, you know,
1: if you, you leave the sand in your asshole. You think there's someone who hasn't bathed long enough to make a yeah. pearl that way in their butt, their butt crack? Make a shit pearl? Yeah. Yeah, I think like I think a, it could be done.
0: I guess it's just like a really, an accumulation of dingleberries, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, you know what's the worst? Toilet paper... I need to get rid of toilet paper. I'm done with toilet paper. It's a garbage invention.
1: Just leave shit on your butt, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you eat the right diet, then you don't need it anymore. Um, And one thing I experienced during COVID was that I Mm -hmm. had really good and clean poops. And I would recommend uh, everyone going out there and trying to get COVID because your poops improve by a lot. I mean, they were amazing.
0: <laughs> what was it were you just eating healthier
1: because of the covid no were you no. just eating
0: more soups and I vegetables
1: eating, i was all like okay so during covid when i had it uh, a yeah. couple of weeks ago i just started stealing ice cream from the grocery store um yeah i, I know
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i went into the, yeah man
1: went into a covid brain fog and i was like i'm gonna fuck this fuck six dollars <laughs> six dollars <laughs> for ice cream are you kidding?
0: <laughs> um, you're running down like renting and train spotting with your ice cream it is
1: yeah so i started doing the self-checkout scams on uh, the ice cream at the grocery store stealing as much yeah. ice cream as i could just in a brain fog and all i ate like i ate so much ice cream and i think maybe it's the ice cream that gave me the amazing poops um but See,
0: I... that's not everyone can do that. I'm lactose intolerant. If I eat ice cream like that, you know, it's going to be a sputtering Jackson Pollock festival.
1: Um, that's funny. I saw some uh, funny Walter Matthau, Matthau jokes about poops. Um, yeah, yeah. You should go, you know, you... <laughs> go look on Johnny Carson Walter Matthau. Matthau for his...
0: Walter, Walter
1: Mathau poop jokes. His poop... <laughs> These old-timey poop jokes. His poop jokes
0: are great. Yeah. Uh... You know when you have those poops and your asshole sputtering like an old timey car starting up? <laughs> <laughs> kind of have you ever heard Mel Blanc's old timey car starting up?
1: No, uh, does, does he he. Uh, the voice actor Mel Blanc. Yeah, the
0: voice actor Mel Blanc on the old Jack Benny show. He had a great bit where he was imitating like an old nineteen twenties. You know, one of the cars that you had to crank up with mm. a fucking crank. I, he's imitating that I and it's a, it's a it's a classic bit every day Yeah, if you if you could find it because I really want to illustrate, you know after eating ice cream This is what my asshole would sound
1: like okay here here. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. play it Let's uh, see it's Mel blank impression of a dying 1926 Maxwell pickup. That's
0: the that's the one <laughs> well, One time uh, They were supposed to be the sound of
1: his uh, Maxwell We had a 1926 Maxwell and uh, the phonograph record that the sound effects men used Uh, had the motor sound on it, and they'd hold their finger on it to make it go slow and stop. Well, when it came to that cue, I saw that they had forgot to put the electric plug into the socket, and I jumped up to the microphone, and I made like a a 1926 Maxwell.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Wow. Yes, and so that's what my asshole would sound. It sounds like a 1920s Maxwell <laughs> wow. power car. He does a good impression of a car. He does good sound effects.
1: Um, well, there's uh, there's uh, how many more results are there for this? Um, uh, not that many. I guess there's more. There's more Mel Blanc. Here's another one.
2: Here's another <laughs> one.
1: I should put that on the, um, on the sa- on the sampler, you know? Yeah, Along the with
0: soundboard. The, Get all the old soundboard. We, uh,
1: yeah, we had to fill out our soundboard. uh, soundboard. We got beep. Oh, no, that's a uh, clap. We got beep. Wait, no, that's clap. We got beep. There we go. Beep. We got, uh, clapping. We got laughing. Hell we yeah. We got more laughing. We're regular
0: radio guys now. We're- we're true media assholes now. Yeah, I need to put sputtering car sounds.
1: Sputtering- Alex is sputtering need- asshole
0: we <laughs> we need, we need uh, clips from 90s movies like we, we need like clips from Fight Club I, I watched Fight Club again oh and no. it's it's very funny what the worries and preoccupations of Gen X were well um, what were they
1: what, I mean what were they worried about
0: uh you Club. know that they just had no place in this where we've lost our masculinity and you know do not fuck with us we are everything is Ikea I the corporation, you know, so much of '90s movies was just about listing a series
1: of brands, I like sarcastically. Yeah, Gucci, I mean that's like IKEA, that's Starbucks, you know. '2000s hip hop is listing a series of brands earnestly. That's true. <laughs> the the great divide, you know. That's <laughs> uh,
0: at at any rate, we're listing a series of brands. It's interesting because you know. Uh, it is doing advertising for Ikea while denigrating it in the movie. I'm, I wonder if they got any money from Ikea to post a bunch of Ikea stuff in that movie.
1: Ikea um, is really annoying to shop online. Have you ever tried? It's You, like, have to go to the store. You, they, you can't ever really buy anything online. They have, like, a flat shipping fee. It's like $60 of shipping. So you yeah. can't just order one or two things from Ikea. Very annoying. Yeah. Not, a, not a, It's not good. A fan. I ordered in bulk, as you're supposed to. No, what? What did you order in bulk?
0: For? I, well, I had to decorate my entire apartment. I bought a big table. I bought a big work table. It's okay. All the shit is falling apart. IKEA fucking size, flimsy ass shit. You know, I shouldn't be putting furniture together. I am not competent. I don't have the motor skills to do do this shit. I'm not some sort of rough hewn, you know, wood back. I'm a I'm a I'm a cartoon man. Can, you know, can Those you say are, that.
1: What can you say? Woodback? Is that something you would
0: say? <laughs> I don't know what I. <laughs> That's just my slur towards carpenters. <laughs>
1: <It's> wood, <back. laughs> I, um, uh, like uh, saw- sawdust head or something. Yeah, say
0: so, hey, you sawdust brain. Hey, <laughs> hey, sawdust fingers. Why don't you go lacquer up your your mother? Uh? <laughs> why don't you go? Why don't you go put a a sheen of lacquer all over her and, you know, bathe her in lacquer and, you know, make a drink lacquer, you know, Yeah, they, what are lacquer heads?
1: That is something. Uh, do they, I don't think they do lacquering anymore. Uh, okay. Email us at houseofdecline at gmail.com if you know anything about lacquer.
0: Yeah, make a fancy table and put some epoxy in it for some weird effects, you know?
1: Yeah, I think they all up on that uh, polyurethane these days. Yeah, everyone's doing polyurethane. I got, I got polyurethra. Thing. Got, That's not really
0: carpentry. That's more woodworking than carpentry. I got multiple urethras. I have a narrow polyurethra. <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs> Damn it, Bobby! I was trying to work on my Hank Hill impression. It's not that good. So yeah, Fight Club. Uh, you know, I like that they have the uh, they have the pixies in there. Uh,
0: yeah, right at the end there. They also have all the all the funky EDM. It's not Paul Oakenfold. That's what I really meant. That was like a great year for like, I I mean, you know, I talk smack about Fight Club. It's a perfect movie. It's a wonderful movie. It's like, it ages from the Gen X, but it's, it's a bolt of lightning every time you see it. It's super fun. Uh, The costumes are great. I love the costumes, you know, Mm. some legendary fits in that movie. I haven't been fucked like that since grade school is a very, (laughs) it's a funny line. Mm -hmm. It's gross. Uh yeah, it, it's really grimy. It is it is the apotheosis of Fincher's super grimy era, you know, after Seven, which is a super dumb movie. Hey. Fight Club is like Seven's Seven's also a great you, movie. I yeah, love movies, but Seven
1: it's... was dumb and I was like, I just I replied to you on Twitter and I don't think you liked it. So I was like, I got him.
0: <laughs> did it did you not? Did you get hey, me? What I, did
1: you say? I said, I don't think you understood its themes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the uh, seven... themes
0: are that kevin spacey is weird <laughs> that's, seven... that's the themes there's, of okay
1: there's seven that de- <laughs> no, I have to explain it to you there are seven deadly sins okay mm-hmm. and sins are things that you do that are bad um like <laughs> like murder <laughs>
0: <laughs> um the dialogue is so fucking great and it's all of this like uh it's this very writerly stuff You know, where where the they encounter pride and, you know, her face is all mangled and, you know, she's holding objects in either of her heads. And uh, the Brad Pitt cop says, looks like he cut off her nose. And Morgan Freeman said, despite her face. (laughs) you know, just gems of lines like that the thing about
1: seven is that it's also it's four people who are seven years old so
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah oh and it starts it's a week it's seven days you know he does it over the course of seven days you know seven keeps coming up
1: yeah see that kind of uh that kind of complexity in film hasn't was not repeated until 24 where yeah it was in 24 hours Absolutely, yeah. We, we need to have more shows
0: that are numbers. We need to have more entertainment properties that are, are number- Like, I'm interested in anything that's just a number. Like the number 23, for example. Well,
1: they should do a show called 365, and it's every day. You, you,
0: know? you, you adjust, my friend, but that's, that's, the, that's- This is us, 365 is going to
1: happen. Should We we should pitch that to Netflix. Like, okay, the show is called 365, And every day we put out a show, and it's different every day. Mm. Or maybe it's the same thing every day. What what would be better, different every day or the exact same thing every day?
0: I think there would be slight variation. I think, you know, you you watch a string of episodes, very little happens. And then, you know, one episode, you know, someone gets a heroin bullet to the head? Because they're making heroin bullets now. That's like the most fucked up thing I can think of. And
1: and I just want to give out a warning to all the trick-or-treaters... Who are going to be trick or treating tomorrow night? Mm-hmm. You need to really watch out for the fentanyl candy. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm hearing upwards of 75 percent of all candy has fentanyl in it. Um, yeah. I'm talking craft caramels. I'm talking Werther's original. Uh, yeah. They the they call things. that
0: Werther's Werther's original fentanyl. They're calling that now. <laughs> yeah. um, you know what? Butterfinger. Talk about butter fentanyl.
1: You know, it was my birthday last week and I turned, um, something somewhere in my thirties. I stopped keeping track and I was not having a great day. So I went to the grocery store and did a bunch of shopping and I was like, I'm going to buy a bunch of candy. Um, so I loaded my cart up with candy and then I was like, wait a minute, it's the week before Halloween. This is the most expensive candy
2: (laughs) that I could (laughs) potentially
1: buy. Uh, You know what I'm going to, I'm going to wait until next week after Halloween. Go back. Then I'm gonna get the candy and stuff my guy all the face. discount candy. Yeah, they're so liquidating many... all the candy. I'm yeah. gonna get Twix. I'm gonna get. I got this um, Haribo sour spaghetti. You ever have that? Yeah, those Haribos are great. They give you diarrhea. It's very hard to eat the Haribo sour spaghetti, and I they give you a lot. They give you a big <laughs> serving. <laughs> uh, well, you know what I noticed? I don't like to mix the spaghetti's um mm-hmm. they're different colored and they I have
0: different different various candy spaghetti I don't that mix these have.
1: spaghettis in my mouth no the I can't taste. mix
0: the spaghettis no they
1: have an opposing taste it's weird. No, that would be... the red ones and the green ones it's like they don't really go together they got red uh... ones green ones blue ones um and I try to I had to sort them you know I'm a very normal guy. I sort my candy by color. Sort your, sort your candy. Yeah. Sort you your good, candies by color. That's what everyone does. You know. Did you ever do that on Halloween with the with your candy? You sort it. Uh, yeah, I, I think I did that. I
0: I always hated Halloween when I was getting, like the actual act of going to houses and trick or treating. I was
1: like, I I was tired after yeah. the fourth house. You, I kept, d- you kept getting molested too. So yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. All the molestations. You were a consistent molestation. You were just such a hot child. Also they were they were just mixing the spaghettis <laughs> during the molestations, stations, you know <laughs> you know because
1: during the molestations stations in Halloween, they'd have a candy bowl out that you know I could take you know did you as, see the uh, video of the little kid dumping an entire candy bowl in his backpack and then giving, and giving the, the middle finger the middle yeah, finger yeah. to the ring doorbell to... <laughs> That's a classic I, man. I would have
0: kid. been friends with that kid and oh, I man. but I would not have in, engaged
1: in his antics because I am too timid. Where are his parents? Uh, racing parents, an awesome little dude His parents are at the bar giving the finger and <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're stealing they're stealing beers from behind the bar and giving the finger to the bar yeah dude
1: that move where you the bar back that is turned his back and you you take your glass and you reach around the counter and you uh fill it up with from the um the cake yeah. thing such a such a badass move
0: Have you ever done that successfully in front of someone and impressed them? I was a, a,
1: when I was a uh, alcoholic, I drank alone in my apartment and watched cooking videos and talked to myself and like, oh, I should make that. I'm going to make that. I'm going to make, I'm going to wrap these, I'm going to wrap these jalapenos and bacon.
0: (laughs) That's, that's what the the George Thorigan song, I drink alone is all about. Oh
1: yeah. We covered that together.
0: We played that together. (laughs) I drink alone,
1: making jalapeno bacon. The thing that was scary is I would wake up in the morning at like 11 and the stove is on, like my gas stove. Is right
0: <laughs> That's not funny, but it's, you know, oh, it's old alcoholism. I could have died.
1: <laughs> like, wow, I guess it's fine to leave the stove on for 12 hours. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, good stuff. Um, I think,
0: I it, speaking of, you know, common crimes or common mishaps involving alcoholism. I think it would be cool that if there was a secret club that you could only get into if you drunk
1: drive. Okay. I could be in that but club.
0: Y- yeah. But you got to do it more than once. You got to do it like at least five times, you know, to prove yeah, that you could, know, you're in the in drunk driving club. club.
1: I think I'm in the, maybe 50 to hundred. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: no, don't admit that.
1: Why? I'm sorry. Ah, fine, like yeah. what I'm not supposed to tell people about my drinking days. I mean, you never in, killed anybody. It was in a you very, never you never
0: you never did anything. It was bad. in a very
1: rural area where there was not really anyone there. But yeah, yeah there were some times where I d- I drove where I was seeing. I was like, why are there two of everything? <laughs> <laughs> this is stupid. The, who made this? This is stupid. There's two yeah. of those cars. Like the worst time I ever did it was like <clears throat> I um it was early in my drinking days. I think I was 21, and I yeah I was like just really in a bad place so i was like taking all my dad's (laughs) blood pressure medicine
0: (laughs) why what does it do to you i'm
1: gonna just i was like very fucked up i was like i'm gonna take all of my dad's prescription pills okay and then i'm gonna drink a bottle of wine sure and then i'm gonna go see um what's that movie about the uh, oh uh slumdog millionaire (laughs) <laughs> so I, drank, I took all my blood pressure medicine, drank a bottle of wine, drove to go see Slumdog Millionaire, and then I went to the diner, and on the way to the diner was when I was like, why are there fucking two of everything? <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I didn't, like, I was like, what the fuck, there's two cars, why did the car looked like there's two of the same car, two stop signs, um... <laughs> i passed out for slumdog millionaire because you know the blood pressure medicine really
0: <laughs> it makes you sleepy with the one also you know, which is you know saying something because slumdog millionaire is a rip-roaring good time you know you you can't be bored during that movie unless you have taken all of your dad's blood pressure yeah. medicine there's
1: only one other movie that i've like passed out completely for and it was grand torino
0: <laughs> That's an interesting. To, what were the circumstances? I, I think
1: I was super hungover for Grand Torino, so I went <laughs> in and I just—I had some great sleep. I just like, passed out within the by the time the first preview was on. Um, it's a soothing movie. There's a lot of soft jazz piano in Grand Torino. I think it's just like that racism just really relaxed me or something.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, it really, yeah, it it's really like, endeared. Oh, it. this
1: reminds me of home. You know? Yeah. So I uh
0: that it's it's such an endearing movie an old racist becomes unlikely friends with a young a a young Hmong teenager where is it Minnesota it's in Minnesota or something like that
1: I don't know I couldn't tell you one thing about that
0: movie yeah but he's racist but then he turns out to be a good guy (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's which a great we
1: cannot we can't really say the same about mr kanye west also known now, now, you know. also known now as yay yay no one's doing it though no one's doing what no one's doing Yay. no
0: one's calling him
1: Yay. well I everyone, see no one embraced it because it's like you know uh tom uh muslim tom on twitter is saying everyone needs to stop dead naming yay dead naming yeah yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah i don't think uh I Yeah, people don't seem to take him seriously with this one. But he's, you know, people really won't uh, give you respect or offer you that respect if you seem to be uh, in a place where you're proliferating a lot of negative things, a lot of negative
1: ideas. Well, yeah, it kind of happened with, with um, Puff Daddy, too, you know? Didn't he, Puff Daddy changed his name to... He's he's called something, he, he went by Diddy, but Diddy stuck. Mm-hmm.
0: I did he did he ended up uh, lots of uh, celebrities have changed their names but it didn't really like like Prince changed his name to the symbol well that was a record label dispute yes that is true but he also changed his name to a lot of other stuff
1: as well you know Hmm. I wonder if John Lennon would have changed his name if he survived that uh, gunshot wound you know imagine if John Lennon didn't die but he was just like mentally disabled from the gunshot wound and it was like just like (laughs) i don't know anymore no no (laughs) i can't do guitar now
0: don't don't do feeding tube john lennon is it is not a imagine there's no candy oh no 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 feeding tube john lennon (laughs) dangerous. (laughs) imagine there's no candy is you that's your that's your i guess that would be your hellish world
1: yeah that's when i'm that's when i go i go (laughs) go to the grocery store the week after halloween it's all gone
2: all the candy's gone
0: Uh, jk rowling tried to do a name change that didn't stick with her with her male author yeah she tried to publish under a male author name to prove that you know, her books are just as good, even if she didn't have the Rowling name attached to it, and I think the book tanked. And um, so then they started promoting it under her name in, in order yeah, to I've sell more I read the first of
1: two of her uh, mystery books. They're okay. Galbraith. She goes by Robert Galbraith. They're, they were okay. I don't know. Uh, not as good People as... People don't want to call her Robert Galbraith, then. Not as good as r- original Harry Potter. That
0: that's <laughs> shit slaps. That shit, that shit slaps so hard. It's, I don't, my memories of voraciously reading those books throughout my uh, early teenage and then later teenage years, much to my embarrassment, it's embarrassing to be like an 18 year old and reading Harry Potter, you know?
1: I remember Should when I was 17, by then. I took my girlfriend at the time to get to the event to get the very last book, which came out right before we went to college. It was mm-hmm. fun. I got good memories. You know, you know, she sucks, obviously, but it's like, I don't get why if you make a billion dollars, why don't you just go like fuck off and live on an island? Why do you have to be like addicted to Twitter?
0: (laughs) I mean, that's the question with Kanye too. But you know, with Kanye, there's like a professed value in seeing himself as the, you know, uh, the avatar of the zeitgeist. I mean you know he is, his, he's he has got a mental
1: he, illness and everyone is like everyone was like oh I didn't know mental illness could make you anti-Semitic. but yes it can like, mental Yeah mental it can illness. make
0: it makes makes you do terrible things He's yeah.
1: just he's got a mental illness and he's fucked up about his divorce so um, anyway let's yeah. listen to the most recent thing he said should we listen to yeah, him? yeah let's listen let's to the give most give him recent thing let's see what he's got um, to say yeah, most yeah. recently as sure. of yesterday it yeah.
2: drove me to a point of exhaustion which was misdiagnosed by a, I'm not gonna say what race, what uh doctor, and what hospital, and what media went to. We know I can't say that. It was a Jewish doctor that <laughs> diagnosed me of having a disorder that would have had me on medication right now. At a time like this, if I was on medication, right now then one pill could have been swapped out and it would be michael jackson and prince all over again but because i didn't take the misdiagnosis and i didn't take the the uh medication i'm able to speak to you guys clear of thought and transparently so this right here
1: did he just say that the doctors killed michael jackson and prince i guess they yeah of, they did they well
0: I think yeah, the 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 one doctor I think it, he was in Michael Jackson's case was found to be negligent in over prescribing painkillers to him. Now Prince, was that doctor
1: uh, something we shall not say, can we not say it? Was he He
0: he was he wasn't a Jewish doctor, he was uh, he was a black guy. Uh hmm. I think uh Prince just OD'd on fence. I don't know who prescribed uh, Prince his fence, but
1: uh I don't know. Well, yeah, Prince Even had, so, he, Prince was in, like, an immense amount of pain all the time, right? Yeah. Was he? Yeah, I don't, I don't he know much his, on my his Prince history. And his knees were fucked up from mm-hmm. years of um, stage dancing and doing all these crazy moves. His, he was mm-hmm. in, an, a, in an incredible amount of pain. That's why he was on opiates. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, he's up now in Jehovah's Witness heaven. Um, Hell yeah, he made it. They have a
0: limited number of spots in Jehovah's Witness heaven, which I always found to be uh, an amazing part of that get, religion. We get
1: letters. We get like handwritten letters from the Jehovah's Witnesses, being like, "The end is nigh." The wor-, like as you, and, and it's weird. They're like, as you can see, the world is clearly collapsing.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm like, what is it? I not I don't know. I, the grocery store is open.
0: Well, why are they saying it's collapsed? It would be funny if they took, like, an environmental route for it. It's like, because of global warming, you should become a Jehovah's Witness. The Mississippi
1: River's all dried up as it was
0: foretold. Yeah, which is why we have to, you know, not get blood transfusions.
1: Oh, right. They don't do that. I mean, they They don't do that. Or celebrate birthdays. I used to say no one can take my blood, Um, Mm -hmm. but that was before I learned that the only way to get these forever chemicals known as PFAS out of Mm -hmm. your system is to donate blood. So it's actually healthy to donate blood um, and it's good for you. So go do it. There's always a blood shortage. There's always...
0: Bloodletting, it's coming
1: back, baby. Well, you don't want to just waste it. (laughs) You don't want to, you know,
0: waste your blood willy-nilly all over the place. Just bleed everywhere, (laughs) you know. Don't just waste it. Like a <laughs> Oh, No, just me and my buds for bleeding out today. You know, doing a little bleeding, doing a little bloodletting.
1: But yeah, l- a little bit. They, the ancients were right. It seems they knew they for they foretold the existence of PFAS. you uh, know, <laughs> King Arthur and shit. Yeah. Anyway, let's keep listening to Kanye. He had some more to say here. Any more to say on yeah. Kanye?
2: It's a chart of uh, Universal Studios, twenty twentieth century Fox, ABC News. CBS, CBS News, Columbia Pictures, uh, Warner Brothers, ESPN Sports, Fox News, Washington Post, Metro, Goldwyn Meyer, MTV Music Television, Nickelodeon, USA Today, Wall Street Journey.
0: He's just, uh. Now
2: the thing is I skipped over maybe about five of them because it was just unclear on this list. The red are the executives that are Jewish. <laughs>
1: dang and it's all they're all red so there are there, a lot yeah. of jewish people who are executives that um, image
0: is from 2013 4chan which is very funny
1: you know what i find to be a little a little interesting what now never mind mm-hmm. <laughs> never mind what are,
0: you, what are you what are you about to say
1: I, um why? what about six million what <laughs> that's not that's not what i was gonna say um Why, what's his problem? What do you think his problem is?
0: Oh, I know, I, it's, there's been a, I I think there has been historical, maybe not exploitation is is a wrong word, but I, I think, you know, that's what the movie Uncut Gems talks about. Talks about this sort of relationship of a strange interaction between Jewish people and black people in America. How Jewish people aspire to be white, but they're not white. But, but there's this aspirational quality to get there, you know. In the movie, uh, Howie, played by Adam Sandler, he's, he's described by uh, uh, what, what, Damani, the, uh, what, what's that, Lakeith Stanfield character, uh, he's described as a crazy-ass Jew. It's important to this character he's Jewish, right? And um, he's constantly aspiring to the Christians in the movie. Like, he owes Christians money, and they always have big crosses on them. You know, they're, they're always, you know, white guys higher up on sort of the white guy, uh, totem pole than he is. And Julia Fox, who is always shown very, she's a Gentile, always shown prominently wearing a cross, you know, and in the movie, it starts out in, in the mines in Ethiopia, in Beta Israel, where there are, you know, Jewish Israelites. And the movie is about exploiting their labor how he eventually exploiting their labor to get this black opal which contains you know the history of of judaism and africa and human evolution and everything in it that he eventually exploits kevin durant for he uh not durant kevin garnett is it kate it's kevin garnett? who is it in the movie
1: uh, i don't know you, while you uh, look that up i was reading a op-ed by james baldwin from 1967 mm-hmm that was published in the times and i'm gonna i guess i need to replace everything with just black people because he says negro a lot and i guess you're not supposed to say that you can say it in the context of james baldwin saying it okay
0: or do what you feel is right. well um
1: (laughs) basically i can sort of sum it up um let me see i just i just uh lost uh okay so he says, in the American context, the most ironical thing about Negro anti-Semitism is that the Negro is really condemning the Jew for having become an American white man, for having become, in effect, a Christian. Yeah, there you go. There is that's yeah. So that's a, that's an interesting take from James Baldwin, who's I think well, uh, pretty well respected, right? I mean, I've yeah, always absolutely, of a very high opinion. So. You know, he was also in the context
0: of an of an older time when the conversation was slightly different as well. But I I think, you know, the difference between Jewish people and black people is Jewish people can pass as white. And there's that weird quality which undergirds the uh, nature of their relationship. So there has been this because Jewish people and part of the thing which makes people anti-Semitic is the idea that Jews are duplicitous. You know, the idea that we're hiding something, you know, we're we look white, but we're not. You know, we could be any one of you. You know, there's this because we it's the same thing with gay people. You know, the hate against gay people, the, the, the fact that you can be secret about it is something that's uh, uh, always attached to us for some reason. So um, but but I think, you know, Jewish people also in their relationship with black people in the U.S., especially you see in the music industry, sort of use their experience as minorities and having been oppressed in order to endear themselves to the black community, because our struggles largely are the same and have been the same throughout history. Why wouldn't we, you know, share this knowledge of oppression? We have always been under the thumb of some colonial oppressor. Why wouldn't we uh, get together on this? And through using that relationship there, uh, there have been, you did obviously, Things that went wrong, yeah, as you can see in Straight Outta Compton with Jerry Heller and uh, N.W.A. It's a big thread in that movie that there's this strained relationship between Jewish and black people through their shared oppression. But also the fact that one is able to, you know, pass as white and still get a nominal white privilege <laughs> while, you know, still being a minority as well. It's, you know, the larger thing about anti-Semitism is the Jews are this, you know, subhuman weasel rat like race but also were th- the most powerful and the smartest and the crafty it's you know you you have this constant dual status where you're one thing but also another which is why i think uh, conspiracy theories get put onto us you know and also you know the reason why you see jewish people uh higher up in media is not necessarily a function of of judaism but a function of white privilege because jews pass as white they're given a pass to the white halls of power i think is you know maybe a better explanation for it but yeah i think mm. the jews who do aspire to that christendom to that that version of whiteness are inevitably doomed as how he is in uncut gems you know he is punished for his exploitation of his black brothers
1: yeah In uh, in this essay, Baldwin goes on to basically lay the blame at the foot of Christianity, which is interesting. I recommend reading the essay. The last sentence is the crisis taking place in the world and in the minds and hearts of black men everywhere is not produced by the star of David, but by the old rugged Roman cross on which Christendom's most celebrated Jew was murdered and not by Jews. So mm-hmm. so he blames the Italians, which I think <laughs> is completely correct. Okay. Well, they're coming over here with their mafias and their spaghettis <laughs> and the, the different colored spaghettis. And you got to separate and all the, the sour di-
0: spaghettis. You got to separate your spaghettis into different you guys. You
1: can't have the, the green spaghettis with the red spaghettis. And it's the haribo. It's, you know, it's crazy that we let them do this. Mm-hmm.
0: Absol- anti-Italian racism should absolute. It's not really racism.
1: Well, I don't know. It used is to it? Be. It used to be. It's like yeah. It's like not that long ago, but I think it's still there is. You know, I don't know. There's, there's it's not, it's a it's spectrum. Not real. Racism's a spectrum.
0: I think like a couple of years ago, like a year a year or two ago on Twitter it was uh, anti-italian slurs were all the rage because you can get away with it because it's like italians have you know there's there's no seriously virulent anti-italian sentiment in the west anymore you know which is why people think it's fine to joke about you know me included i think it's probably fine to joke about i see no pogroms on italian people coming up in the near future but who knows who knows maybe if kanye pivots to anti-italian hatred It'll happen.
1: Did you know that 600,000 Italian Americans experienced some form of restrictions during World War II placed on them because of enemy alien status? Hmm. It happened to Japanese Americans as well. And Germans. Yeah.
0: Not to mention the Germans. We'll do our own racism. You know, we got our own racism
1: back at home. Yeah. Well, but, you uh, know. It, that's a <laughs> Kanye's being dropped by every major um fashion company and every major endorsement deal
0: he was dropped by adidas and you know
1: who started adidas it's so funny it's so funny everyone was like yeah it took adidas uh, like way longer than every other company "Hmm."
0: oh i don't know about this you know he has a few points you know you guys you know he's bringing up a lot of good points uh, <laughs> and then he went to Skechers. he tried to get a deal with Skechers, which so was really weird. funny yeah. going to the duplo of sneakers <laughs>
1: hey i just bought some duplos you duplos are better than legos <laughs> okay they're bigger yeah you can build higher with less kid can't eat them your kid cannot swallow them yeah that's correct why don't you get into I bet,
0: Duplos? I bet a bunch of kids have swallowed Duplos, and they are they are the pioneers, really.
1: Yeah. I mean, a corn-fed American fat baby. <laughs> <laughs>
0: to... Oh, no, we bought the Duplos, but he's eating all the Duplos. <laughs> you
1: are too big. <laughs> we thought the Duplos would be big. Do they have anything bigger than Duplos? Uh, and the kid's
0: fine. He's just walking around, and he's rattling. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, the Dutch, they have to make their extra... Li- okay, now we have to make triplos because the duplos, you know, proved too small for the large American children and they enhanced gullets.
1: There are. At the library, they have these giant, like, Legos that are, that are huge. They're like quadruplos or something.
0: Yeah, quadruplos.
1: Um, but yeah, duplos are fun. My kid cannot yet really build anything, but she likes to rummage around in the box. That's a good feeling. It's a good. It's a yeah. good
0: textural sensation good to rummage
1: around, to in, rummage a Dupl- around yeah. a, in a box of Legos
0: or Duplos. Yeah, it makes a, a pleasing, uh, tapered, soft grinding noise. So we gotta get to the meat of the episode. the The meat of the episode. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of dynasties, which we weren't really. We weren't. Uh, uh, here, my last word on Kanye, I will say, I. He's mentally ill. The reason why you see people cutting him slack more than you see people cutting J.K. Rowling slack is because he is he is proudly saying he was off his meds because of Jewish people. He is obviously (laughs) mentally ill, like which is why I think maybe not slack is the right word, but this is obviously coming from a place that's less informed by malice and more informed by, you know, a lot of people letting him down and, you know, his brain not being right and fame it, yeah. making you crazy. And the other and, thing, like
1: the kind of medicine he has to take, sucks. Has sh- yeah. serious side effects, and it sucks. And it makes it so he probably can't read. I know he said he d- like so you know he said he doesn't read books. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, what an idiot! If he's bipolar, then the medicine he has to take probably makes it so he can't read very well. Like, yeah. So
0: I, I listen, know. Kanye. Kanye is disabled, and that's why he needs. <laughs> That's what we're doing ableism on Kanye. So everyone needs to stop doing ableism on
1: Kanye. Okay. Now we'll think. stop
0: this thread. I mean, kind, we'll st- of,
1: <laughs> kind of, I don't know. It's like, he, and yeah, who knows? He needs to take his meds, but the meds he has to take also sucks. So it's a difficult position to be in. And I don't know. Oh, he should have accountability.
0: You know, Oh, he should oh, have, come uh, on. What, what does that mean? What does that mean? Accountability? That's
1: just he's already lost all of his sponsors. You know, he's already <laughs> yeah. What it Oh, oh, you okay? Louis C.K. He, he got to be accountable. He's accountable. You know what? Should he apologize? I guess he was. Should he apologize he, like Louis did? And then what? And then what? He
0: did apologize. Uh, did he apologize? He, Kanye hasn't apologized for the anti-Semitism. Who cares? Kanye apologized cares? for Louis. Kanye apologized Ka- Kanye for was Louis.
1: Like, you know who made you do that? <laughs> Do you know who was hiding behind the bush behind you? <laughs> it was, you're not allowed to say
0: it. You're not allowed to say it. I'll say it, it was a Jewish man who was making your hand masturbate your penis in masturb- front of those he was,
1: women. He was moving your hand up and down really fast. That's who did yeah. it. Yeah.
0: yeah, absolutely. He's behind, yeah, the Jews are behind all of the great, the Jews are behind Chris Delia yeah. taking down a proud Italian man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, jeez! I didn't know it. There was a Jewish guy behind me who was making my body move like we in the Bernies. Ah, jeez.
1: Yeah, all the all the Me Too guys—they're mm. like they line up behind Kanye, and they're like, "Yes." Yeah, okay. and all the Jewish Me Too guys are just like left out in the dust. There. Um, yeah. <laughs> poor poor hey. Mr.
0: Weinstein. I think poor all of, didn't all his teeth
1: fall out, Harvey Weinstein.
0: I thought he, he, I don't know if he's dead yet. He seems to be in pretty rough shape in prison. But who, who knows? He's gonna die in prison. Yeah. Um, who would care? Though? Who among us would care? And speaking of uh, rapists dying in prison, it's Game of Thrones, uh, or more, it's House of House of the Dragon, House of the
1: Declining
0: Dragon, House of the Declining H A U S of the Dragon. That is what we'll call the episode. Yeah, probably. most likely. Uh, and uh. We both love
1: it. We, love we think it. it's great. Love House of the Dragon. Um, let me just get the first and only critique I really have right off mm-hmm. the bat. Lighten it up, folks.
0: Yeah, it, it's cinematically, it's very dark. Take, a, take uh, the,
1: a cue from, is it Jordan Peele and the Get Out crew? Yeah. Learn how to film in the dark. Because yeah. you do not know how to do it and the entire episode is like just dark shapes moving.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, the nope crew. Yeah, cuz you know oh, the right, nope yeah. scenes nope, were nope, nope scenes out. were day for night, which you're generally not supposed to do, but they still look good. You can still tell what the fuck is happening
1: in the scene, which is uh good. It, yeah, if you're Nope. At I, night. I meant to say nope when I said get out. Um the, yeah. it, I was reading some article about it. They were like they invented some new way of doing it that made it look No, really it's
0: good. yeah, the cinematographer Hoite van Hoitema uh basically overlays (laughs) hoite van hoitema he over overlays a uv camera over a regular 35 millimeter camera and the uv gives you uh, it allows you to give temperature fidelity or something i don't know i have no no, idea how it works dutch swedish he's dutch swedish the dutch swedish oh the dutch swedish man hoite van hoitema he's got a giganto double chin (laughs) that's what you need that's That's so cool That probably is what inspired his double camera method. He's such a badass. It is really... The day for night scenes, like... I know you're not supposed to do day for night, but the day for night in Nope looks really good. Anyway, back to the dragons. Yeah, the cinematography is is good in a lot of places, actually. It, It has some of the best CG I've ever seen. The best modern CG around. And, like, when the scenes switch to full CG with the dragon battles, it looks very good. Uh and the lighting is usually better for the all CG sequences, which is funny.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I don't really care about that anymore. I don't care about how shit looks. I care about, like, good writing and good characters, basically.
0: It would be cool, though, because... It would be cool if it had, like, a Barry Lyndon aesthetic, because I see what they're trying to do. They're trying to do all natural light, and, like, the, the gold standard for that is Kubrick's Barry Lyndon, which is the movie which uses all natural light. Um... And maybe they're trying to, like, get across how, like, gray this period was. But it doesn't seem like that because this is supposed to be, at least in the first season, still a period of prosperity for Westeros. So, I don't know. I don't know. What's going on with that?
1: Well, I don't, yeah. Like I said, I don't care too much how it looks. Um, But I was very impressed by the character building. Yes. I think that's what I like the most about the show. Because in contrast to the Rings of Power, or the, I think yeah. it's called that... Uh, which has very flat characters that don't really develop, you have a great cast of characters who all have very interesting arcs. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like the arc of Sir Kristen. Yeah, how you like him at
0: first, but then he turns out to be... uh... Spoilers for House of the Dragon, by the way. Spoilers
1: from here on out. Uh, Sir Kristen turns into the funniest asshole. Yeah. Just, you love to hate him a lot of there's a there's a couple of characters. There's maybe three characters you just love to hate. Um Sir mm-hmm. Kristen, the queen, Queen Alicent, and then her father Otto Hightower.
0: Otto Hightower. I and also her shitty son Aegon, Aegon II. Um he's no he's I don't
1: I don't hate him at all. I like Oh,
0: him. you don't hate him cuz you sympathize with him cuz uh, he is also having hard times with alcoholism.
1: Yeah, he just wants to yeah. like party and get late. He doesn't want to you know, live up to his um his uh family burden of becoming king mm-hmm. uh, he just wants to have a good time and that's cool you know mm-hmm.
0: i think uh, he's gonna
1: turn into a shitty guy
0: yeah but. he's eventually going to he seems like he's sort of feckless and lazy so uh let's get into a brief summary of the plot for people who haven't uh i guess it's spoiler no. so you're gonna, yeah, we, we, you know you know what's going on in the show we're
1: gonna summarize the we can't spend yeah time you're right well, who cares let's
0: summarize the plot let's uh, uh, uh who cares Uh, But what I found interesting from it is how it's like correcting for a lot of the flaws in the earlier Game of Thrones series. And Mm -hmm. like uh, because in the last season of Game of Thrones, people chided it for having so many time skips when Uh previously like Game of Thrones had been all about people taking a very long time to travel anywhere. And that was like an essential part of the, the character building and the atmosphere of the show. Whereas in this show is all about the time skips. There's tons of time skips in it and they make and the show is better for it because uh, they can they can go to the the moments across dynasties. I think like if the original Game of Thrones was about space and about people traveling over space and, you know, gaining uh, even that—that's like the original Game of Thrones—is the map of Westeros. It's essentially about the geography of the world and how the geography shapes it. Mm-hmm. This is about time.
1: Well, the opening of
0: it is about uh, the it's, lineage of yeah. the Targaryens. It's also bl- bloodlines, though. That
1: yeah. Um, so because they get into you know a lot of the bloodline stuff. Like um, one of the, the main character, Rhaenyra, has three children who are spoilers again not. Legitimate. And they mm-hmm. don't and it's interesting because they not none of her three children have the characteristic uh, Targaryen neon blonde, almost white hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the whispers around court are that they are illegitimate children, and that's you know, most of what the show is about. Yeah. It's not non thematically, just like plot wise, is like are these kids legitimate and people are gonna challenge them and you know, the other part of the show is that she is a woman who is supposed to assume the Iron Throne, and yeah. ain't no lady ever done that before.
0: Yeah there's, there's, yeah, there's precedent against male heirs of inheritance. What are you, stupid? Jahiris took male heirs over... Uh, who, Who's the lady that's married to Corlys Velaryon? Is she Rhaenys? Yeah, Rhaenys, the cousin. Rhaenys, yeah. yeah. Uh, the super Karen-y looking one. I know you're not supposed to call them Karens, but...
1: What not you, really, not, Karen. What do you mean, them? Because I don't know. What do you, See, you Karen, Karen
0: has fallen out of you know, like like <laughs> who's them? <laughs> stern-looking white women. <laughs> she, I mean, she's, I don't know. She seems okay. Um, I also like how the show it, it handles like diversity as well where you're talking about in comparison to the Rings of Power where they have black hobbits, and the black hobbits are fine. People get upset about them. Who cares? But this show, it actually matters that like Corliss Valerian has dark skin because it matters for lineage. Like yeah. It's
1: actually a plot so, point. So Ross Douthat had a big up ed in the Times yeah. recently comparing and contrasting Ring of Power and House of the Dragon, and he gets into the racial stuff, and, yeah. and he says stuff that I said about the... Um, uh, what was the other Amazon show, the fantasy Wheel one? of Time Wheel or of whatever. Time. Yeah. So, like, but he he kind of really gets into the... <laughs> he gets really intense about stuff. it because he's like, Ross Douthat and okay, he's a like crazy so his person. main point is, like, in Lord of the Rings, like, each individual society is diverse in a way that makes it seem like it doesn't matter and that you, is kind of unbelievable. Um, and so in hobbits there's black hobbits and white hobbits with elves there's Mm. black elves and white elves with dwarves there's black elves and white dwarves. yeah um and he's like this doesn't make any sense i i don't i do not really agree i think it does it's fine yeah but he's like it's like it's like each race is like a college campus and it's perfectly diverse and it's like well Sorry. Why? Dude.
0: Why wouldn't it be? What? What? What is preventing?
1: It's, <laughs> it's really weird. It it just it's a weird thing to write a lot of like words about. But then he yeah. can, he contrasts it with House of the Dragon, where there's one family who's black, like the valerians mm-hmm. and then you know they marry some white people and then they have multiracial kids. And he's like, so mm-hmm. in game of thrones it actually matters and you actually see and they're actually acknowledging oh great
0: i'm making the same point as ross death basically
1: yeah (laughs) um so it's a weird to to do that but i don't i don't care that they do that in lord of the rings it's fine yeah if you just if you just allow yourself to suspend your disbelief a little bit more then you're Mm -hmm. just like okay there's black elves and there's white elves why yeah why would Why why wouldn't there be? (laughs) And then he's like, well, Tolkien is making, he's making a myth for Great Britain and uh, it's mythology and of course they must be white. But it seems weird. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Also, you know, I'm sure even during medieval times there were probably black people in England.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, there were. Yeah,
0: I don't, people, I mean, people get into a bunch because like what Tolkien represents to them is this past tradition that is better. You know, even like Tolkien himself, everything is about something in the past that was better. Of course, you know?
1: I mean there was Carthaginians. I mean there were and there were Moors. I mean there were tons of um like yeah, it's not like it was uh unknown or unheard of. Yeah. Um but, but
0: yeah, so you're hearkening back to this yeah, the, <clears throat> it's also funny that it takes place on the battleground of these beloved media properties because I think Lord of the Rings to a lot of people is supposed to be like political. This is just an adventure. You know, there's, you can't, you shouldn't read anything about, you know, modern day into this. It is pure fantasy, and it is an articulation of our highest values of good versus evil. You know, there's this sort of, uh, I'm not saying Lord of the Rings is stodgy and traditionalist, but it tends to a- attract well, a lot of stodgy traditionalists. And it's
1: like the thing that Douthat is harping on is... <laughs> is so annoying because like a black person and a white person can have a baby that appears either white or black or can appear to be multiracial and but he mm-hmm. assumes that whenever two people of different races procreate they have a, a, like an equally like a
0: perfect down a, the middle <laughs> a perfectly split
1: down the middle race like so he's like doing all this weird race science in his head in the background and you can just like hear the german national anthem faintly in the background when you're
0: he's frantically (laughs) pouring liquid into various test tubes you know the race
1: liquid into this why do you have like why are you think why are you so preoccupied with that you can't Uh, just enjoy the billion dollar lord of the rings shit which i have to say with lord of the rings it's very not good, but the f- last episode is finally like a decent episode. Mm-hmm. So I have somewhat higher hopes for the n- second season. Um, like with Lord of the Rings, I watch all of it, even though I hate Tolkien. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, w- I don't care if it's bad or not. I, I don't mm-hmm. like Tolkien, but I watch it because I'm a fantasy fan, you know? Mm-hmm. You're a fan to see. That's right. So let's get back to... More House, House of the, of the Dragon. Dragon yeah. and
0: more House of the Dragon. But we can compare and contrast to Tolkien, because yeah. obviously Gurm and everyone else is very inspired by Tolkien. In uh, and the, and the mythology, Mike, um, what I like about this show, and part of what it's correcting from the old Game of Thrones, is a, it's a lot less casually misogynistic than the old Game of Thrones show, mm-hmm. which had, like, there are a lot less gratuitous rape scenes in this one.
1: Well, there's, like, there's also, in this in the House of the Dragon, there's, like, five birthing scenes yeah there's
0: it's all about you know the horrible uh, you know w- w- what women go through in uh, this time it's so very woman
1: focused so ship. many graphic birthing scenes like where the worst outcomes like there's yeah the two worst outcomes possible for birthing are depicted yeah. like cesarean where both the mother and the baby die and yeah. still birth. Yeah, and then there's just a couple of of burning scenes where everything is fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's still horrible and nightmarish because they didn't know they didn't have no technologies back then. Well, they had milk of the poppy, and they did have heroin. Uh, they're constantly giving heroin. Uh, w- uh, of course, uh, the standout of the first season uh, is Paddy Considine as King Viserys. Yeah, he's gonna win an Emmy, I think. I uh, he's he should win an Emmy because uh, what I like about the show too is it. It's the ultimate, it had me in the back half. I didn't know in the first half where it was going, but then it immediately got me in the back half with how it developed. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was, like, nice not knowing the source material, not knowing where it was going, because at first I thought, you know, why did they cast this guy who looks like just a a bloke you meet down at the pub for King Viserys Targaryen, who's supposed to be, you know, even though he's, like, this normal guy, he's a Targaryen, right? He's supposed to be sort of ethereal and otherworldly. But then... The casting is apparent because no, Viserys is a, a a normal man. This is what happens when like a normal decent person gets the throne. Mm-hmm. They got all fucked up from it, and it destroys them, and they make terrible decisions. Which, like, y- y- you have to be sort of a, a tyrant and a weirdo in order to wield powerly power correctly. Which is a right. ongoing thesis of the series.
1: Yeah, I was talking about that uh, with my partner. Like, who is um who is the ideal leader for the Iron Throne. And I was saying, like, I think out of all of them, Otto Mm. Hightower shows the most competence, Mm -hmm. right? And my partner's rejoinder was, well, just being a manipulative asshole doesn't mean you're suited to be the best leader. But I'm not convinced. I think Otto Hightower might be the best. He would be probably a much better leader than Viserys, at least.
0: Uh, well, I think uh, if anyone, it should, it should probably be Corlys Valerian, the sea snake, who seems to consistently make the best decisions throughout uh, throughout the show. Or maybe not. I'd, well, Corlys,
1: um, he, he does kind of abandon Rhaenys and goes off and fights this war for like six or seven years. Yeah. So that is not necessarily the greatest decision to just sort No, of but you need
0: if... to fight that war in order to preserve the shipping lanes which is, you know, important for the the Westerosi supply, g- you know, that's that's yes. the real meat of con- like Damon does the dirty work for uh Viserys and you know gives him the he declares himself the king of the Narrow Sea and gives uh, him the crown, you know, to the effect of Viserys. You need someone like, ideally, someone who would be a combination of Daemon and Viserys. Someone mm-hmm. who is both able to be callow, but also, you know, vicious in the way you need to be as a leader in this horrible, uh, awful world that they have.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, no, I get. I think Corlys probably would be better, the best option, now that I think about it. um, And it seems like, you know, in the last episode, he's, he's down but not out. So hopefully he'll be advising Rhaenyra. I mean, that's sort of what we're set up for—is uh, season two civil war. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's going to be between uh, the Greens and the Blacks. Yeah, I thought that that was just like an online thing, but then in the show they start referring to them as the Greens and the and the Blacks. Which yeah, is... yeah, the the Greens are from the Reach, the High Towers,
0: and the Blacks are they dress in black and seems, from Dragonstone.
1: Seems like everyone dresses in black in this show, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a dark show it's a dark ass show it's a very dark green if if it's a green uh one thing
0: yeah the show gets right really right is the fucking dragons the dragons look so fucking good they look like like they really studied and thought about the anatomy of these creatures and how they work and you know what they would have to do in order to achieve flight there's a real heft and and weight to them. Uh, There's a real character to the individual dragons. Eventually you start at first, you know, they, they have all these very similar names, but Mm -hmm. you start uh, learning about what defines them, how they vary in size greatly and how scary that can be. Uh, The season finale was fantastic. I have to say that final, that final sequence in the season finale, when Aemond on the back of Vagar, the largest dragon in the land is, is hunting down poor, poor Luceris on Eryx, you know, and they're going through the, there's that one great shot where you see Luceris ascending through the storm clouds, mm-hmm. and then lightning strikes, and behind him you see Vagar, who's this gigantic fucking dragon, and it's like, becomes apparent, uh, the, the gulf in power between these two creatures, even though, you know, dragons are powerful, but they're more powerful dragons, too, you know, well, a, they, I, a great way of visually illustrating
1: wasn't that. Wasn't the the little dragon, like, a really young dragon? Isn't yeah, that? yeah. Like, he's probably really young. Um, But the character, Amond is great. He's a very fun, um, the older version, of course. He's very fun. Yeah. Everyone was commenting on how he's, like, an anime villain.
0: Yeah, because he, he has an eye patch. He's, like, competent and ruthless. He has a grudge because he's a second son, and his shiftless, drunken older brother is the one who inherits
1: the crown. Yeah, so he's gonna be uh, trying to get that throne. Uh, Absolutely, definitely. it's a real. They really uh, set up a real Game of Thrones. If you, it's real. It's real Game of Thrones. I mean, my here. one criticism is that's like, is that, I, is that I I said that? I'm like, boy, this is really turning out to be a real Game of Thrones again. <laughs> <laughs> it really, it's really kind of a Game of Thrones where they're all trying to get on that throne. Uh, but yeah, I agree about the dragons. I'm I'm hoping that the team that makes these dragons, you know, starts doing some Anne McCaffrey TV shows. You know, Anne McCaffrey? No, it was Anne McCaffrey. Anne McCaffrey wrote the Dragon Riders of Pern. Oh, yeah, Anne McCaffrey Pern. was the first woman to win a Hugo Award. I masturbate my peen to Pern. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she was also the first woman to win a Nebula Award. And she oh, wrote... Yeah dragon books that were really popular my sister loved them read all of them they were pretty advanced for me uh because i was like eight or nine but so i never really got into them but i would get into them again and i it's really good if people like these dragon shows they people like dragons
0: are all the they're all the rage right now it's dragons yeah
1: hit you up, up the damn mccaffrey books because you know everyone was like wow what fantasy fantasy is big what fantasy should we do and you know a lot of people like david eddings but of course david eddings served a year in jail for abusing a child so he's canceled okay yeah that's a good reason to cancel someone he was in the 70s um <laughs> oh
0: okay that's so fine it's fine then. everyone
1: was doing it jimmy uh,
0: page you know he, whatever
1: uh, david eddings was my favorite fantasy author growing up and i read all of his books multiple times and uh, a lot of people on twitter hate him now because basically there, it wasn't like it was covered up. It was just forgotten. But in mm-hmm. like 1971, he, he and his wife both were arrested for abusing a four-year-old that they adopted. They kept him in the basement and beat him up. That, he, he oh no, it.
0: that's very bad. <laughs> that's yeah. that's they monstrous. They kept
1: him in the basement. They beat him and they didn't feed him um, for a long time. I don't know how long, uh, but it was a bad enough, at least for him to go to jail, both of them to go to jail for a year, and that's when he sort of became a writer.
0: <laughs> well, um, you know, sometimes.
1: So, so yeah, David Eddings is canceled. Um, his books are still pretty good, though. So if you can separate the art from the artists, and I recommend them. But if you can't, uh, yeah. you can't. Don't read them, and don't. I guess they're probably not going to make a David Eddings show. Because of that, but and McCaffrey, as far as I know, is, didn't do anything. But you know, there's also what's that lady on? Wait, wait, don't tell me. What's her name? You know?
0: No, no, I don't know that oh, her wait, name is this. A, why are you? Why are you listening to NPR? You're NPR
1: guy now. Um, who's the? You know the the female comedian who wears the suits? Paula Poundstone. Yeah, Paula Poundstone. Look up Paula Poundstone on Wikipedia.
0: Yeah, we early in our show we we commented on this how Paula Poundstone has a, a controversy in her past. It's a little more complicated than she's just a, a, a pedophile, but yeah, mm-hmm. uh, reading the Paula Poundstone controversies
1: page. Well, she also was like arrested for child endangerment and then yes. charged with three counts of ludax upon a girl younger than 14. Yes. That's and not good. So, you know, people, people are shitty.
0: I, I mean yeah, but who could forget you know the the great artistic contributions of Paula Poundstone you know I'm just you know separate the art from the artist is what I'm saying with Paula Poundstone. Okay,
1: so f- so final thoughts on House of the Dragon because you know there are some shitty people as well you know the 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 relationship between Rhaenyra and Daemon is um, I thought people weren't gonna watch the show after that I was it was shocking what do you what do you have to say about that
0: the uncle and
1: the uncle niece uncle incest niece. relationship yeah.
0: mm-hmm. uh where he's been grooming her since episode one yeah yeah uh i think yeah it's normal it's normal for the time you know uh that's what they're oh, expected okay. so you are making not... some
1: kind of like historical uh well
0: i'm just saying it's it's not cre- but that's sort of like um Game of Thrones has always trafficked in incest it's taboo which is why you know y- you're, you are you want to see more of it because it's like you're not supposed to you can't be showing this. This is fucked up. So I think, you know, people are attracted to it for that reason. Why wouldn't you, you know, from the first episode of Game of Thrones, the big plot point is that it's brother sister incest that affects the lineage of the king, right? Yep. So And I
1: think there's some more, isn't isn't um The first episode literally has a couple of scenes of brother-sister incest. I know, but isn't in in House of the Dragon... Doesn't Aegon marry his sister? Like, isn't that blonde Yeah, Aegon
0: marries Helena.
1: Isn't that his sister? Yeah, that's
0: his sister, his sister wife. It's a common thing for Targaryens. That's what they do. But I think also it's sort of clear that Daemon... uh, Rhaenyra, who is strong-headed and, you know, independent and likes to break rules, even she sort of yields to this... Older male authority figure that has situated himself throughout her life. I do think they probably have a genuine love for each other, but uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't see. I don't know if that relationship will go south in the end, though.
1: Well, he did do that thing where he choked her, that and he, she didn't like that. I mean, yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't know. Like, and for you to also to make a historical argument, it's it's weird because this shit's made up, and it's not like I mean, incest of that sort was never that okay in medieval times
2: yeah
0: but this is like in the world of game of thrones the targaryens are uh, special they can do what they want because they have the dragons and incest was common for them it seems cause they like belong the, to the a the weird dragons, ancient culture
1: yeah the, like so they're the only family that can like do the dragon stuff
0: I, well, yeah, the The reason why they are also obsessed with incest is because they don't want to lose the ability to ride dragons, because Targaryens are said to have the blood of the dragon, which literally is their connection to the dragons, why they can talk to them and understand them and control and now, them. And
1: is, that a, is that just like a thing that they made up to stay in power or is that for real? We don't know. That's mm-hmm. that's the thing.
0: Is that Game of Thrones is all about people saying stuff is something is one way, and like prophecies not being fulfilled or being fulfilled in sort of a weird or destructive way, and people letting their biases influence their interpretation of prophecies. Uh, I'm trying to think of uh, other standout characters besides uh, King Viserys. Are of course Aemond, We were talking about earlier. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and the is anime fun. villain.
0: Yeah, um, uh,
1: Damon is fun. Eyebrowless Matt Smith, I think. Right? Yeah, uh, eyebrowless Matt Smith. He's not bad. Obviously, he's not, a bad, he's not a bad actor. No,
0: no, he's a, he's a great actor. I was, you know, I'm a Doctor Who fan. I liked him in Doctor Who. He was frequently the best thing about those very poorly written seasons of Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Uh, was his? He's got a natural charisma, precisely because he looks like that. Precisely because he's like, oh, now I look weird, but it's it's charming in a way. It, and he pulls it off,
1: I think. Mm-hmm. Um, who else is good? Uh, uh, yeah, as you were
0: saying before, Kristen Cole, he just turns out to be this guy that's, in the first three episodes, is depicted as a white knight, but it turns out is a self-loathing, thuggish creep who murders
1: a gay man. And, yeah, he savagely murders a gay man. He murders a lot of people in cold blood just because he's yeah. got, like, rage in... boy, He's, like, boiling with rage. Um He's obviously in love with the queen, mm-hmm. um, but he feels conflicted about it because he's a
0: Kingsguard
1: and he now has he's an oathbreaker. Really weird thing that he says. Do you remember this line he says about women? Now, what does he say? What does he's he say? like, Every woman is a mother that must be respected. Mm. So he's got mommy issues. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's... I think that's why he doesn't like Rhaenyra because Rhaenyra goes on has sex with someone else and. And I think he stopped liking Rhaenyra when they had sex because he's like, he's got this Madonna whore complex, right?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Which is why eventually you see him hooking up with Alicent, who's all, you know, she is, she is rule follower. She's Miss Madonna. She follows the light of the seven, you know, and she's very judgmental about people that break it.
1: I think she manipulates men by like making them sort of devoted to her in a sexual way, like the crippled guy who is jerking off to her. Mm-hmm. And, that, like, it seems like she's kind of aware. Like, she takes off her stockings in front of him as mm-hmm. a way to, like, sort of enslave him. So, she does all of these manipulations and then feels badly about it afterwards. Mm-hmm. So it's, she's an interesting character. Um, uh, the, the, the two factions of the
0: Game of Thrones, the Greens largely represent using rule of law and placed law and, and values and order in order to gain power, whereas the blacks represent conquest and using sort of violence and uh, warfare and muscle to gain power. And one is represented where the high towers are all about using the rules and manipulating the rules of the system in order to situate themselves into places. Rhaenyra is all about breaking and flaunting those rules and you know not doing what you're supposed to do and eventually you know she goes with damon who went on a six-year war that he was not supposed to do but which eventually bore fruit for the realm
1: mm-hmm. yep and now after the final episode we have to wait until the next election year um 2024 and then i'm sure there's gonna be plenty of memes where it's biden versus trump and it'll be the greens and the blacks with with uh, biden and trump and know mm. oh, because trump <laughs> who's, who's gonna be who trump is damon and his Tr- uh, trump is his, damon he's gonna marry ivanka <laughs> right of course <laughs> incest they say you're not supposed to do it
0: should we mention it they say we shouldn't mention it my friend kanye <laughs> he, they said he wasn't supposed to say it that's where one of the features of trump is he's always saying things that they're telling us we can't say it yeah which is something that I'm always saying that on this podcast. You're uh, you're always pushing the boundaries, and I'm like, they're not allowing us to say it. They're not gonna do it. I don't push. That's what I don't push any boundaries. You're pushing boundaries. You push you pushed boundaries with a uh, feeding tube, John. <laughs> Good old feeding tube, jauntlet.
1: Imagine there's no soda.
0: <laughs> Imagine a series of shapes. I can't. I guess he, he didn't talk like that. Oh, imagine
1: a series of shapes yeah. I can't because of the shrapnel lodged in my brain. Oh, uh, well, I was just, I was watching the Get Back on Disney Plus, you
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> what, did, what did you learn about the Beatles? Um, they were fun-loving
1: guys. Well, at one point, Peter Sellers comes to visit. Ooh, he's and, a creep. Well, he just got really uncomfortable. John Lennon made him feel really uncomfortable. I didn't know Peter Sellers was a creep. I don't think he's. I, don't, I I don't know he's a creep. I think he has weird
0: vibes. Peter Sellers. He always gave me incredibly weird vibes. Well, I always sent something strange. I don't. I don't think he's been proven to be a creep or anything like that. I well, uh,
1: can see. Um, Daily Mail from 2020. Biographer reveals the shattering truth about Peter Sellers. Oh no! What happened with Peter Sellers? Um, I he did brown face a lot. I think it was that he was mean to his wife.
0: Ah oh, okay. Yeah. Oh whatever yeah I i guess i shouldn't say whatever
1: but I mean, you know it's apparently he was an uh a monster mm. yeah. i don't know i'm sure well who um, knows who
0: knows who knows uh, who talk knows? about a great british dynasty all the I, I, which is what game of thrones is they're british Although earlier today I made a tweet about how it would be funnier if the Targaryens talked like the Kennedys. And someone in my replies said that in an early interview, uh, Gurham said that Westerosi people don't have British accents. They actually do have American accents like New Jersey and Boston (laughs) accents. Which I think would be so, so good. Imagine if everyone from King's Landing talked like this. Oh, they're talking about the King's cock.
1: We're having a gallon of mead? Is that why that guy Littlefinger was able to talk like that?
0: Yeah, Littlefinger with the most implacable accent on Earth. Hello, it is me, Littlefinger. I talk like a pedophile. (laughs) That is... My accent is pedophile.
1: (laughs) Um, Well, everyone, you need to visit uh, houseofdecline.com. You need to visit patreon.com slash houseofdecline. You need to visit store.houseofdecline.com. And check out all of our comics and extra podcasts. It's been a wonderful episode, and we will see you next week.
2: Goodbye. (laughs) We'll <laughs>